Welcome to HR Confidential. This is Heather Krentler, your host for HR Confidential and Senior Director of Human Resources here at Crane. And I'm here with... Hi, this is uh, Robert K. Elder, and I'm the Director of Digital Product Development and Strategy here at Crane. And Heather, I wanted to talk to you so much about uh, something we talked about in another podcast, Mm -hmm. and that is how to negotiate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're you're in the running for, you know, a new job, um, you know, you seem to be aligned with values and culture and that sort of thing, but then your compensation package comes up. Mm-hmm. Give us some advice. Can we talk about negotiating just as an art first? Yes, yes. And then I'll give you the hard-hitting I want, I, advice. I, yeah, I want the Jack Donaghy uh, 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole video series. There it's is, great. Yeah, yeah. There is. I, so I'm not that good. In fact, if you were to ask my husband, mm-hmm. he would tell you I'm the worst negotiator on the planet. Uh-huh. Anytime we're shopping for something, I, get, I give away all of my cards right at the outset. <laughs> like I lay it all on the table, and then I have nothing to play with. Uh-huh. So he thinks I'm horrible. But I'm actually mm. very good. And here's why. So this is lesson number one about negotiating. Mm-hmm. Only negotiate what you are a subject matter expert in. Okay, so only negotiate what you are subject. Okay, uh, explain that in normal speak. More simple terms. Only negotiate when you actually know what the heck you're talking about. Okay, but we're talking about salary and comp here. So, so you, how does that apply? But do you know? So you know what you make, right? Right. You know what your financial threshold is, mm-hmm. right? But do you really know your market value? Mm-hmm. Do you really know how it's going to play into the needs of the company? Do you really understand where the company's heading? Do you really understand what their talent pool looks like? Do you understand what your competitors in, in the running look like? So if you don't know those things, you need to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this goes not just for offers or, or raises, mm-hmm. um, but it also goes for uh, business negotiations and project mm-hmm. negotiations. If you don't know more than the other person, you better go do your homework. Mm-hmm. So how do you educate yourself? So what tools are out there? Um, I mean, there's Glassdoor, which, you know, companies take yeah. very seriously yeah. now. Um, there are also different ways to find what the market value of someone mm-hmm. in your position is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, give us some places to go. Yeah. Glassdoor, um, I'm not going to say is great and it's not, but we can talk about why in a moment. Yeah. Glassdoor is out there. If you have access to Payscale, that's out there. There there are, you can Google and find a bunch of different sites. I know, sites. but t- tell us about ones that you use. You don't have to endorse those, anybody, but... but those, but, well, we, we have access to... Yeah information that we pay for yeah. and people don't have access to that that's not going to be valuable for them but I, I guess it's more it's a caution mm. so you you it's like any kind of research you don't just google something and then with the first three results go that's truth mm-hmm. all right if you're looking to get a roof repair and you're trying to learn about it you're not going to just read the first two things and be like that's everything i need to know Right there. So don't go to Glassdoor and look at the median salaries and say, that's what I'm worth. Yeah. That's the job. No, that that's not actually a full picture. Mm-hmm. There are people who make millions of dollars off of – or companies make millions of dollars off of being experts at comp. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of factors that go into this. But that's one element. That's one ingredient. Sure. You should be looking at um, – 
look at the postings. How frequently do you see these postings popping up? Is there a high demand for those? If you're seeing a lot of these kinds of jobs, chances are they're willing to pay for them, mm-hmm. right? In in the early 2000s, just for example, analytics, those salaries skyrocketed mm-hmm. because suddenly people got a Oh, they, their businesses, their appetites got wet for this. And next thing you know, people with two years of experience were making six figures. Yeah. It's, and and so, so it's the laws of supply and demand. Do you understand what the market's driving right now? If you don't, educate yourself. Okay. Um, the third thing is when you're in the interview or the pre-screen, that's your opportunity to get more information, especially out of the recruiter. Do not bypass the recruiter because they, they will give you the most valuable nuggets of information about the business that's your they will likely be more apt to give you more of their time than what you'll have in the in the interview um, they will give you the most honest perspective about the team and potentially about your competition mm. but you have to ask the right questions okay and remember never forget the recruiter is incentivized to hire you you mean a check mark on their on their list of to dos yeah. if if you get hired. So, um, so they're in your they're on your team. They want to help you. So, asking questions like, um, "What is um, what is the pace of the search been like?" will give you a feel for what's the supply out there okay. looking right. All right, how quickly are we looking to make a I'm decision? I'm writing this down. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> um, asking things like. Um, what is what do you foresee this role bringing that others haven't been able to bring in the past? Good. Right? That's going to be a negotiating factor because you know now what skill do I have that's new to this environment or new to this team, aka low demand, high value, or excuse me, low supply, high value. Mm-hmm. Asking questions like, um, uh, have you uh, how many times have you filled this role? Yeah, uh, in recent, one. right? Yeah. Again, has there been churn? Um, is this a new position or is it an add to staff? If it's an add to staff, you can start asking about the business needs. Has the how what has the business unit growth been like in the last twelve months? Um, it, it just it's this little thread that you just start pulling, and and they give you more and more insight. You can start asking about come at it from a develop. This is so, I'm being super sneaky no, right no, now. No, no, All no, of my secrets are going yeah, away. Yeah. But if you start asking things for your own development. Right. Tell me about the subject matter experts on the team who I can learn from. Maybe there aren't any. If yeah. there aren't any, are you? A- that, ching, ching, yeah, ching, but, ching. But that's also a great question because it shows a willingness to learn. Totally. Yeah. And if you say other experts, totally. uh, then you're putting yourself on their playing field as well. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. But it's a little sneaky. It's a little sneaky. But you win either way because yeah. if they say, oh, this person and that person are, you know, amazing. They're the best in class. And then it becomes, okay, great. I get to learn from them. Yeah. And if there's nobody. Well, and what about those people who do not get jobs through search firms? Maybe this is just an internal HR person. Same rules? Same rules. I was actually thinking that it was. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, not this is an internal uh, position, that uh, an internal HR position. So this is not a headhunter. Yeah, but it yeah. could be either. Yeah. Okay. Again, in, in either case, they are motivated to help you succeed. Tell me about because because I I have a couple of things because I've had to negotiate, mm-hmm. but I want to hear from the HR you know professional mm-hmm. um, how to get what you want, get what you need. Because in a certain places, because I've hired a lot of people, mm-hmm. and sometimes my latitude just mm-hmm. based on budget isn't huge. Mm-hmm. So how do you play within that? Right. It the thing that I bump my head up against with people more often than not is 
I'm cringing even saying the words. People always want to say, pay me what I deserve. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's the job. And I think we've talked about this before. So you have to really think about what is the value that I'm bringing. You have to consider um, what are the needs of the business? What are the needs of the role? What are the needs of the team? What am I going to be burning the midnight oil on? I, I would never say that. <laughs> Pay me what I'm worth. Really? Uh, really? People have said that to you? So many people. Oh, my God. So many friends who will call me for advice and say, I just want to be paid what I'm worth. Okay, that's different. Friends, you know, expressing that. I could never Employees, too. Employees, too. They do this. I could never imagine doing that, even if I believed it to be true. Uh, And I do believe it to be true. But I I would never have the chutzpah to do that. Oh, God. And then it turns into a question of help me understand the inequity. You're, there's perceived inequity here. Yeah. There's some kind of an imbalance that you're sensing. So let's let's go into that. But that's a topic that we've already covered, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so back to negotiations. Yeah. You've done your research, mm-hmm. right? You've got all of the information. You understand the highest needs and how your skills play to them, okay? Now you have to think about, again, you're the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. You have a budget. You know how far you can go. It becomes it's about trust and it's right. about communication. So if you have already had the conversation that says, what are you making? What are you looking to make? Which we hope you have. Right. And in some cases, you cannot ask, right? It's, sure. it's a rule. Uh, it's a, not just a rule. It's a law that you can't ask, what do you make? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it was just passed. Yeah. I think, I don't know, was it California? No, literally, it's the yeah. legislation now. So now the, the teacher has become the student. <laughs> you all heard it here. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it while you're talking. Go ahead. But, but okay, so everywhere except California, uh, if that conversation has happened, that's when you have to, at that point, decide, do I choose to trust the organization or not? Mm-hmm. Are they going to make me the very best offer based on what they perceive my value to be? And then we can hash it out, and we'll talk about that in a moment, mm-hmm. or not. I prefer to lead with trust. I believe, why would I want to come to a company if I already don't trust that you are going to do what you believe to be fair and equitable? And equity is something that people don't consider just because you might be bringing a whole trunk load of talents and skills and experience to a certain role. If everyone else in that same role is making a certain range, they cannot, in many cases, in many companies, literally cannot break equity for you. Right. It's that's the job. Or if there's a union or there's a whole exactly. bunch of other things. Yeah. So exactly. uh, actually I looked this up on Google. Uh, it's illegal in Massachusetts. You can't do it in Massachusetts. Okay, come back to me, California, Massachusetts. <laughs> time to turn me off. Uh, I'm useless. I'm gonna just quit now. <laughs> so, so, so tell me about uh, so I'll I will tell you uh, one bargaining chip. Yeah. Um and I wanna and then I want your uh, reaction, and then I want your other mm-hmm. successful bargaining chips. Mm-hmm. So um, I have the good grace of having a wife who um, has health insurance for the whole family. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go to someplace, I don't need health insurance. Mm-hmm. So, um, y- you know, you listener may not realize this, but health insurance is baked into expected salary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes uh, the equation is um, 120%. Mm-hmm. So if you make, you know, $100,000, they're saying, oh, it's $120,000. That's what we're actually paying you. But if I can come in, I can say, I don't need health insurance mm-hmm. and uh, I won't take health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that reflected in the salary. You mm-hmm. might not be able to get a 20% bump, mm-hmm. 
but what you what you can say is, hey, I will save you money here. I won't take this. Mm-hmm. Is that an acceptable ta- tactic? It's worth bringing up, and here's why. Not so much from the fact from that for the company's side and dollars moving from here to there, mm-hmm. but it's more from. Um, Here's what matters to me. Mm-hmm. You've now painted the picture of uh, comp base mm-hmm. being of greatest value to you, mm. and that's important for a recruiter to, a recruiter to know. Um, another example is: listen, I um, flexibility is very, very, very important to me. I'm willing to take less on the compensation side and more on the flexibility side, mm-hmm. or um, help me understand what my team looks like. Can you promise to staff up my team by this many heads in the first 12 months? If so, then I might be able to back down on salary because I know that my workload will be alleviated. Be supported, or, yeah. or if I know I'm taking on these new headcount, maybe I need more salary because that's going to be more management responsibility for me. So you have to there are there are lots of other things that you can negotiate. Um, you can negotiate equipment. Mm. You can negotiate cars. You can negotiate, like I said, people. Mm-hmm. But- butlers. Butlers. <laughs> I love to negotiate development. I have brought that up in almost every negotiation of, mm. okay, so you're you're stuck you're stuck on comp. Maybe you're capped out at your budget. That's fine, um, but development really matters to me. Conferences, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes, or here's a certification I'm really interested in, and here's how it can come back to your organization and make your people better. Mm. So so get really creative. Maybe you've got a really cute dog and nobody's allergic. See if you can bring, you know, baby fluffy kittens yeah. into the office. Not in my office. <laughs> Aww. What else? Are, are there any other tricks that we're missing? Um, I had one. <laughs> so let's I, hear your t- yeah, no, we, no, no. I already, I, ha- I already had one, and you shot it down. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you know, one thing I get asked a lot is, should I accept the first offer? Okay, yeah, and that's a good one. Yeah, and and I don't think it's. <sighs> I don't like when people have these hard and fast rules because that's usually when they blow up in their face. Yeah, yeah. They say, oh, I'm, you know, my mom or dad always said, don't accept the first offer. So I didn't. Her. Yeah. And the next thing I know, the offer got yanked. Yeah. Um, the, the offer gets yanked, and I've done it mm-hmm. as a recruiter yeah. because I already had that conversation with you four interviews ago. Uh-huh. And we negotiated on my I, – when I was strictly recruiting, I got all of my negotiating out in the pre-screen. Mm. I knew within, depending on the level of a role, within 5% where they were going to land. Yeah. Okay? And um, if you you come back at me with a surprise number after I've had you meet, you know, the president and his 12 cousins— I'm done. Then it's impolite. You've killed my trust. Yeah, it's impolite. Well, uh, that is— Again, so much of this really just comes back to etiquette. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. So uh, so going in, make sure everybody knows uh, what the package might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and be ready to justify the difference between current or market comp and your expectation. Yeah. Total, people all often ask, um, well, I don't want to tell them what I'm making because it'll work against me. And I don't I don't look at it like that. I think that if you are well armed with rationale for every single one of those extra dollars, yeah. it doesn't work against you. It makes you look very well informed and like a formidable asset. Yeah. Well, and and you talked about, you know, never never taking the first offer. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of my experience has been if I have a budget and I know what that budget is, I don't try to chisel people. Right. It's, it's just sort of this is what it is, and I want everybody to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I want you because I've been talking with you, you know, for three to five interviews, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to give you what is in the budget. That's right. Because again, the difference of two and five thousand dollars is nothing in my run rate. Right, and that's when it comes down to trust. Yeah. Again, if if listen, it's a choice you have to make, listeners. Yeah. You either choose to trust that they're going to do the right thing by you, or you don't. You lead with honesty. And you lead with trust. And if if you're sitting there saying, no way, they're going to screw me over, that's your lens. And I can't help you. So thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was for, a great one. That was a fun one. I, I like talking about this. Um, anyway, just remember, if you're, if you're facing a negotiation, it is not that complicated. Remember, all of the questions here on HR Confidential are anonymous. And you can be anonymous, too, by calling me at 313-327-2209 or emailing me at hrconfidential at crane.com. That's C-R-A-I-N dot com. I've been your host and producer, Heather Krentler, along with executive producer, Robert K. Elder, brought to you by Crane Communications. <laughs>